The Way Out Podcast, episode 49. I was watching one of them one day, and I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do a live. Maybe I'll tell a story. Sure. Maybe I'll say what my story is, but I'm petrified mm-hmm. and terrified, and I don't want to. But one of the, one of the main things I learned in recovery is you're, you're probably not going to do this the correct way if you can't overcome your fears. And she's like, your story's great. And I told her, your story's great. It needs to be heard. So, you know, to whatever. I, I thought about it for two, three weeks or whatnot. And I sat, I'd, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I went down in the basement and it took me about 40 minutes. Yes, overpaid forward. So Mark overpaid Cohen. it forward and I've heard of it. And I think it's relatively popular, is it not? Very popular. Yeah. 13,000 members. That's, a, that's, a, that's pretty popular. <laughs> Mark Carmen, I sent him, I, I, I sent him a message and, um, you know, instantly, instantly I, he got right back to me and he's like, where is it now? And blah, blah, blah. And I won't go through the whole dialogue of it, but basically he said, what's your phone number? And I was like, why is this person asking for my phone? That's right. kind of creepy. Yeah, that's a little weird. He lives in, that's a little forward. Yeah. You live, you live X amount of miles away. Right. Why do you want right. that? That was, you know what? Whatever. Okay. Yep. okay you got this 13,000 member. Cool. Cool. Here's my number. Yep. He's like, I'm gonna go watch your video. Cool. I'm like, yeah, celebrity status. <laughs> so I'm a big deal. I'm a big deal. Uh, so he's he's watching the video, and as he's watching it, he's sending me text messages. He's like, I relate to this. I, and he's like going into detail. I won't, but he's going into detail what, how he, related how his to part him. of his life went, and blah 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 blah. Bingo. Like, it was Bingo. just, it was like, dude. Yeah, it was like, this is the right person that I just sent this message to. And you, you, you nailed it in terms of how we identify with stories. It's right. the whole reason I do this podcast. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I relate it. Yes. I felt like that. And so we are able to identify so much, and our stories don't seem so damn unique anymore. Yeah. We don't seem so terminally unique that we can't get better, right? That's what I thought. I thought I couldn't get better because I thought I was, ter- I was so mm-hmm. broken and so unique there was no way that I could do this thing um, sober. I just couldn't. It's my problem. Nobody else's. Yep. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on this week's installment of The Way Out, sharing stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. The Way Out does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with the 8012-step organization. Our purpose is to share with you, one episode at a time, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. The Way Out Podcast is sponsored by Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends in meetings and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check out the official website of the Way Out Podcast at www.wayoutcast.com. There you will find links to our latest episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Radio FM. You can also follow the Way Out Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Help us get the message out that lifelong recovery from alcoholism and addiction is possible by giving us a five-star rating on your favorite 
podcast platform. The Way Out Podcast is on now. I'm your host, Charlie L. This week, we've got the conclusion of my interview with my good friend TJ Skeeth of Sober Journey. TJ shares how Sober Journey got started and how he found his higher power and how that power has enabled him to not only recover himself, but help others to recover from their addictions. Listen up. <laughs> like yeah. what we have these kids listening to. Uh, yeah, maybe ignorance is bliss, brother. Ugh. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. I can't listen to the radio. <laughs> Let's just say that. I can't listen to a radio. It's yeah. okay. It, like it. it makes my ears bleed. <laughs> but so you begin to reach out, you begin to connect, and uh, because you're connecting, you're not feeling alone anymore. And the right. first word and the first step is we. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our lives would become unmanageable. Not I, but we. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to understand that we, mm-hmm. right? That this is absolutely a we deal. Recovery is a we deal. And um, there's know, no I in recovery. None. There really isn't. I mean, I alone will drink, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. It just will happen, okay? Um, it'll be miserable up until the point where I break down, but I will drink. All right, so you're connecting, um, you've got all this knowledge, and now you'll probably be able to share some of this knowledge, connect, yep. share some experiences. I felt like that too. And feedback. And getting some feedback on your own recovery. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we grow, yep. right? And that's how our recoveries grow is through you know these shared experiences uh, that we have. Uh, you have um, an amazing uh, group uh, that I've had the uh, pleasure to be a part of called Sober Journey. Yes. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a little story about how it started. Um, I was I was I was sitting around one day with uh, talking to my friend that lives in North Carolina, who's not in recovery, but she um, she does do a lot of um, religious stuff and. Um, inspirational stuff and she'll, she'll go on and she'll, you know, she'll go to do her church on Sundays and then um, get on and do a live and put a live video out of what she got from the sermon that day. Mm-hmm. I'm not a religious man, but I've listened, I sit in there and I've listened to some of her stuff and it was great. It was great. And it helped. I mean, not all religion is what, what you see or what you hear and all the, the horror stories. It's just not my thing. Um, so she, she, I, I, I was watching one of them one day and I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do a live. Maybe I'll tell a story. Sure. Maybe I'll say what my story is, but I'm petrified mm-hmm. and terrified and I don't want to. But one of the, one of the main things I learned in recovery is you're, you're probably not going to do this the correct way if you can't overcome your fears. One of my fears is public speaking. Sure. Even though it's a Facebook live video. It's still out there you're for, still, yep. you know, God and everybody. Yep, everybody can see it. <laughs> and comment on it. So Exactly. And make angry faces at it. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Um, so I, 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 you know, I took, it probably took me two weeks after me saying that and her trying to encourage me to do it and uh-huh. saying, just do it. So just do it. People. She's spurring you on. She is encouraging you. She's. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I, for X amount of days since, 
I'd been putting up all these inspirational quotes and I'd told my story via writing. Yeah. And she's like, your story's great. And I've told her, your story's great. It needs to be heard. Yeah. So, you know, to whatever, I, I thought about it for two, three weeks or whatnot. And I sat, I just, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I went down in the basement and it took me about 40 minutes. <laughs> and how long was the video? My first one, I think, was thir- like I think thirty-eight minutes. Awesome, awesome. I and so think. you were able to, you know, rip the bandaid off with a thirty-eight-minute yeah. video. Yeah, amazing. And you can tell it was my first video. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I so I did that video, and like it didn't get a lot of you know publicity or whatever following Exposure, from yeah. yeah there wasn't many people on there yeah, yeah. i did it at like 9 30 at night yeah. east coast time yeah. so everybody's in bed everybody's in bed that i know yeah, yeah. i don't have all these, these friends around the world that i have now <laughs> I know. that's crazy too isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no, nuts it's crazy it's crazy so uh, yeah i do it I, I i did it and you know i finished it and you know i i, I wanted feedback and i got some feedback and I got it from, you know, some good encouraging feedback and I went I went up to my room and I watched it and you know I you know I thought it was awful personally just because it was me and we're our worst critics yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, we're super hard. I can, on I'm, I'm I'm critiquing every moment. I'm like, "Oh, that's where I, you know, stub my toe or yeah, whatever." Right. Yep. But she's like she she's telling me this and she's like, "No, it was great. It needs to be heard. You should Make it public. Yeah, Yeah, make it public. And it was live, so it was already public on my personal page. Right. So I was involved in, you know, such and such X amount of groups. And I just went to every owner of every group that I could think of, sent them a private message asking if I could post my, because I didn't know, I didn't know the rules and regulations at the time. Right. Asking if I could post my, my, this live video that I told my story. And it was just the story of my last night. Right. Basically, the story that we've talked about here. Right. Um, and, you know, most of them said yes. I think I only got one or two that, that turned it down. And I I don't have any kind of negative thoughts towards anybody. Right. But one in particular, um, and I guess I could say the name. I mean, I, I still talk with them now. Sober Pay, or, yeah, Sober Pay It Forward. Sober Mark Pay Com- It Forward, and I've heard of it, and I think it's relatively popular, is it not? It's very popular. Yeah. 13,000 members. That's, a, that's, a, that's pretty popular. <laughs> Mark Carmen, I sent him I, I, I sent him a message, and, um, you know, instantly, instantly, I, he got right back to me, and he's like, where is it now, and blah, blah, blah. And I won't go through the whole dialogue of it, but basically he said, what's your phone number? And I was like, "Why is this person asking for my phone?" That's right. kind of creepy. That's yeah, a little weird. He lives in, That's a little forward. Yeah, you live even... you live X amount of miles right. away. Right. Why do you want? Right. That was you know what? Whatever. Okay, yep. okay you yep. got this thirteen thousand member. Cool. Cool. Here's my number. Yep. He's like, "I'm gonna go watch your video." Cool. I'm like, "Yeah, celebrity status." <laughs> so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big deal. I'm a big deal. Uh, so he's he's watching the video, and as he's watching it, he's sending me text messages. He's like, "I relate to this." I and he's like going into detail. I won't, but he's going into detail what how he related. how his yep. part of his life went and blah 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 blah. Bingo. Like it was Bingo. just it was like dude. Yeah, it was like this is the right person that I just 
sent this message to. And you 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 nailed it in terms of how we identify with stories. It's right. the whole reason I do this podcast. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I related. Yes. I felt like that. And so we are able to identify so much and our stories don't seem so damn unique anymore. Yeah. We don't seem so terminally unique that we can't get better. Right? And that's what I thought. I thought I couldn't get better because I thought I was ter- I was so mm-hmm. broken and so unique that there was no way that I could do this thing um, sober. I just couldn't. It's do my it. problem. Nobody right. else's. Yep. And when we identify and we and we relate, it's like yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So he's relating to your story. He's texting you like, yeah, brother, I felt like that. I know what that feels like. How are you feeling at that moment? I didn't know. I didn't know how to think. I mean, it's. It, it, He's, this is, this is going on at one o'clock in the morning. Sure. I got to work the next day. Dude, nothing good happens after midnight. What the, what, I was, what are you I doing? was in my room. What are you doing? Everything over there? was good. All right. Jeez. Everything was good. So yeah, I mean, no, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to respond. I don't know any yeah. of these people. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, thanks man. And so, you know, he finishes it and out of the blue, boom, I get a phone call. Mind you, it's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's in California though. Are you afraid? Do you hit? Do you? Do, I you wanted like... so bad to hit ignore. Right. I just wanted to hit ignore right. and just text him and be like, I can't answer. Yeah. Oh, sorry, bro. Busy. Yeah, I got right. I got kids in the yeah, other room right. and people here. I yeah. don't want to answer this. I don't yeah. want to wake anybody up. Right. But something just, I, I don't know what it was. I just answered. Which is amazing because I feel like uh, when we do something different in recovery and it's uh, out of our comfort zone, Right. Nine times out of ten, we're rewarded. Yes, right. I'm yes. not talking about like walking on, you know, broken glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that kind of different, right? But answering a phone call from a brother in recovery who related to your story, and you're petrified, yeah. But you do it anyway. Yep. And what happens? We just kind of went over. We went over the story, and he was he was going more into detail on where which parts and what part related to him the most, and you know, we were just going through everything and. Kind of, kind of like just, just, just basically shooting the shit. Yeah, I was up Talking to recovery. Right, three thirty in the morning. Finally, I was able to get off the phone with him. <laughs> but he's just giving me all this insight and all these like different tools that I never thought existed. Like real life recovery, real stuff, recovery. Man. Yeah, not the stuff that 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 a treatment center is going to kind of spoon feed yeah, you, right? Yeah, to because you're feeding a group. Right. Cuz some people you know everybody everybody addiction's the same, everybody's recovery I think has different paths. We have different paths agree. in recovery. I would agree. Like my my the way I recovered or the way I'm recovering is not going to be the same way as most people. But it sounds like, you know, this mark is almost a bit of, it, it takes on this sort of almost sponsor role. That's my big brother right there, yeah, man. Bingo. Big brother. And that's, so, it, 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 does he have, is he a guy that you look at and like, oh man, he has what I want. Like, if I could, you know, have his kind of recovery, I'd be the happiest guy in the world, right? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't so much say that I want um, to be running a 13,000 member group. That's a lot, a little overwhelming, uh-huh. but um, he definitely has, has the time that I want and the, and the, the recovery moving the forward. Quality the quality of quali- Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's what I mean when I say want what we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I look at people in recovery, 
whether that be inside the rooms of a 12-step organization or out, if you have what I want, right? And what I mean by that are, do you you, um, live a life that is happy and joyful and free, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Are you happy? Are you purposeful, right? Mm -hmm. If you are, I'm listening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm listening. I'm all ears. What do you do? That's why I love this. What do you do? How do how do you do your recovery? Because I might borrow some things that work for you. Borrowing is huge in recovery. Borrowing is huge because everybody has a unique toolbox. If I can gain one extra tool, I'll. It's huge. Uh, I'm gonna add it to my. Kit. Yeah, exactly. You know, like oh, just keep going. I never thought about that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Right. Like, um, it's weird, but I feel like we become a in recovery especially because i was so isolated before mm-hmm. right uh cuz i didn't need anybody but now i do i really need you people i need you guys right like you guys are my peeps and peeps my peeps yeah not the marshmallows no those are i don't even know what that's not even um i think they cause cancer i think there's actually cancer do. in them yeah yeah so it's Something. like sugar high fructose high fructose corn syrup cancer is the three ingredients in peeps. Yeah. yeah. Um, the idea that we are sort of a combination of the people that we associate with the most and that we sort of admire the most, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the, the uh, disciplines that I have today that helps me uh, be sober uh, and in recovery are because I heard somebody else say I do this and yeah. it worked for me. Yep. You know, um, it sounds like you can relate to that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, real quick to touch on this while I was in treatment, I I followed all the um all the all the the the, the different lessons and everything, but I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to the lessons. I wasn't listening when they were trying to teach me things. I taught myself. I read every single book that was on the bookshelf. And when people were, you know, when it was break time, people were, you know, going and buying candy or shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. I was the one going and finding another book. Sure. So I thought that was the way that I was going to learn my recovery was by teaching myself. I guess I couldn't, I won't say that I didn't listen in some of the lessons, but I probably didn't retain as much information in the lessons as I did in reading the books yeah. that I read. Right. And I read every book multiple times yeah. in 28 days. And you, are you a big book guy? I I do. I do read the big book. Yeah. Um, I I always have one with me. I mean, I, well, I mean, I have one with me on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going home with me. <laughs> That's good. You know what? But I always feel pay like... Pay it forward. You, dude, you pay that forward. I've given away my own big book a number of times. Right. right? Yeah. I, I, I get a different one. It's cool. Yeah. You know, you get to keep this one. Yes. You know, um, so that's awesome. So uh, tell me what life is like today, man. I mean, how have you, it, it, how have you grown from that, uh, that uh, TJ that comes out of treatment and is um, taunting himself with that beer um, and uh, has wandering a- around? <laughs> and what are you doing today? Well, um, I guess I guess what I'm doing today I'm I'm I have You're a, a lot to the recovery community. Uh, yes, I, I have a purpose. 
I have a purpose and that I, I try and help as much as I can to people um, that need it. And if I can't help, I definitely, I, I 199.9% sure that I can find somebody that can give them some kind of help. So um, if anybody's listening, if you need help, reach out, whether it to be to me or Charles, however you want to do it. And when we reach out, we are um, uh, very much surrendering, and we're saying, "Hey, I can't do this. I need help." Yep. Put out those and, arms, and and just 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 be willing to reach out for help, and know that uh, from my perspective, um, there is nothing more fulfilling in my own personal life than knowing that I can be of service mm-hmm. to somebody that's still suffering in one way or another. Yeah. And you can suffer in recovery too. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. You can be active in your alcoholism or, or your addiction. And that's a that, that, that's a brand of suffering that many of us know all too well, but there's suffering in recovery too. Oh yeah. And there's no reason for it. The emotions. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Dude. dude. <laughs> Good, dude. bad dude. roller coasters. Yes. Yeah. The feelings and having oh. to ride those feelings all the way through. Dude, I remember the, the eject button. I remember the first time I found out what my emotions were in, in oh. recovery. Good God. So I'm I don't know so if you were hard. like me, brother, but, um, I just always felt like this tightness in my chest. I mm-hmm. didn't know what the feeling exactly was. I know I didn't like it. Yeah, because right? it was different. It was different, and it made me anxious. And you didn't know how to cope with it. Bingo. Yeah. And so I would just shove it down, right? And then I would drink, right? So I would stuff, 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 because I was afraid of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it didn't feel right. And I was afraid that, uh, I don't know, I can't, but fear really ran, th- shot through a lot of my active alcoholism. And fear is still something that I see come in to my daily life, but I can recognize it today. I didn't recognize it then, but um, I didn't even know what my feelings were in the beginning. Yet I had to feel them all the way through mm-hmm. without drinking. That was the tough part. Well, that that is the tough part for a lot of people when those emotions do come up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it is the single most difficult thing, especially in early recovery. Yes. Because they're everywhere. Because we've been putting a lid on them for so long, mm-hmm. right? And it's a different type of emotion. Your yeah. emotion when you're active. It's anger. It's, yeah. Um, anger. Depression. A lot of depression. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's that anger turned sort of inside. But yeah, I had really like two emotions. And then I had like, and they were very sort of very low Yep. Or very high, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, you know, I wasn't a very sort of... You couldn't of, stay stable. No, no, it was up, down, up, down, up, down. In the beginning in recovery, it was like that too. Yeah. But I wasn't Sometimes it still it. is. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt. But, but I wasn't have, medicating it. But we have the tools. Yeah, so what do, you, what do you mean? So if I have feelings and I don't know what to do and um, I can't drink and I can't use, you say there's tools... Uh, what what's in your toolbox when you're you're experiencing emotions that become overwhelming? Well, I mean, going back towards everything, you know, what what how I found myself, music, music is definitely when I start feeling emotions, I find I, I definitely, I, I, depending on the emotion that's going on, depending on the circumstance or what caused that emotion, I'm going to find the perfect song 
that relates to that emotion that's going to get me through that emotion and I'm going to I'm going to find out what the purpose of that song coming into my life is. I've had many many different songs that have gone through it. One that sticks out is um Awake My Soul by Mumford and Sons. Yeah. It um there's there's some it's it's you know and like I was saying the song it, it doesn't even have to be about addiction or whatever and it doesn't even really have to have a positive impact or a positive message to it it's just if you can relate to it in a positive manner it can it, it helped me yeah it helped me and like there's a, there's there's a line in the song that says um and I'm probably going to botch it right now because I'm trying to think of it in my head as I speak and that's not working. Um, <laughs> this is, this is live discovery radio. Let's do this. Lend me your eyes. I can change what you see. That line right there, just, just it, it kind of stuck out. And I, I actually passed that along to other people as well through, through recovery. Yeah. Lend me your eyes. I can change what you see. Doesn't even have to be about you know your higher power or your God, right. but it does have that kind of feel yeah, to absolutely it. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. And so, when you talk about a higher power, when you talk about God. What is that like for you? It's everything. Yeah. That if I didn't have a higher power right now, um, I wouldn't have me. That's I mean, a pretty powerful deal. Um, you're saying if you did not have a power that was greater than yourself, it, 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 you you wouldn't have been able to find you. Beat right, you. right. Because the me now is 100% different than the me, you know, 13 plus months ago. And so you I don't want to get back to that Radical change, yeah. this fundamental transformation, right? And that was all because you were able to connect with a power greater than yourself. Yes. Uh, and I've had several. And, and let me just be clear. Um, that's not religion. That's definitely not religion. Spirituality and religion are two separate things. And so I heard recently that religion is about somebody else's spiritual experience and spirituality is about mine. Right. And I believe that, um, that, um, you know, having your own spiritual experience is fundamental mm-hmm. in being able to recover and have meaningful recovery. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience um, because I've tried to recover without it and it didn't work for me. It just didn't work. But when I decided that I was going to um, trust that I was going to run this experiment um, <laughs> and start praying to a God that I did not understand. Yep. I had no concept. Dude, none. none. Zero. So this the whole thing that tripped me out uh, at previous attempts at recovery was you want me to create a God? Like, because it says a God of your understanding. Well, yep. I don't have an understanding of God and I'm not going to just fashion one real quick. That's false and phony and not real. And I'm not going to believe in a paper God that I just made. It's not going to work for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I took a leap of faith and I said, well, I'm going to believe in a God I don't understand. And I'm going to start go. praying to a God I don't understand because I've got nothing else I've got nothing That's, else. I have tried everything Surrender else. your will. I surrendered. And somebody told me, I read it in the big book, and it was this line that stuck out. 
that stuck out in the third step prayer that said it really essentially the 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 was to be of maximum service to the god of my understanding and the people around me that's that's my that's god's will give everything that's it yeah that was it so i just started doing that i just started being of service that's how this podcast ended up being a thing i thank god you know it was god of our understanding yeah by the god of my understanding right yeah that's how that happened, and that's how I was able to recover. That's how I was able to be able to keep my job, which I found out like three months after uh, getting sober that I was literally days away from being shit-canned, mm. um, and I had been there for 15 years because they had had enough of me, right? Like, um, And today I'm in the leadership group. Awesome. Not because I'm a big deal, by the way, but because I just started giving. Yeah. I just started worrying about not me. And I started about worrying about what I could do for you. Once you take that bottle away, you start to learn where your priorities are. Yeah. And priorities start with you. And part of you is that job. And you probably took more consideration into your job. And it mattered. It mattered. And the people around me mattered. Right. Like I wanted to do, I wanted to do the best I could for the people around me. Mm-hmm. And that meant at work, at home, whatever that was, I wanted to be of maximum service. It's hard to be a jerk when you're thinking I need to try to be of maximum service. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard to be super self-centered. Now I'm self-centered by default. That's just like by default mode. Yeah. Right. But if I work really hard at being other centered, Mm-hmm. At least there's going to be some percentage where I'm other-centered, right? I'm yeah. always going to think about me. That's my default, yeah. right? But if I work real hard every day at being other-centered, I balance that out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm able to live a life that... And, and, and what I realized, TJ, the world didn't change when I started to believe in the God of my understanding. Like, bad shit still happened, yep. right? Yeah, it still and does. And drivers are still a-holes, yep. right? Hey, mass holes in Massachusetts. For real, right? Yeah, mass holes. <laughs> I heard that the other day. I thought that was the greatest <laughs> ever. Um, but what I realized is I changed. God yep. changed me. Mm-hmm. He didn't change them. He changed me. And because I changed, and what I was giving out to the world was different, what was being reflected back was different, too. Right. You know? And it completely changed the dynamic for me um, and completely changed my world. And um, I have varying degrees of success on that. I'm not always this sort of like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be nominated into sainthood anytime soon, mm. you know. Maybe. <laughs> you know, but uh, life is a lot better, you mm-hmm. know. Can you yeah. relate? Oh, for sure. For sure. Do you, um, I remember like having my first spiritual experience and like I resisted the whole religion slash God thing for many years, many, many years since I was 18. Yeah. And this is at 36, I go into treatment. Actually it was 35. I turned 36, two days into treatment, but I was 36 and I'm sitting there because this is like my third day of treatment and all the guys that were in treatment with me, we do our morning meditation and then everybody gets down and prays. And yeah. I had been resisting it the first two right. days I was there. I was scared. Yeah. You know, I don't need this. I don't need to pray to get sober. Right. Praying is not going <laughs> to get me sober. <laughs> Praying is not the answer. Right. Finding a God is not the answer. Because at that point, it was still knowledge that was the answer. Not yeah. Knowledge and self-will. Right. Yeah, right. me and my stubborn Those self. Those were the answers. Yeah. yeah. 
So I sat there and I was like, one of the guys, I remember him and he, he's actually the guy that, hand, that gave me my medallion and he spoke on this in the, in the speech, giving me my one year. He, he, he said, he looked at me and he's like, you know, we all pray. Why don't you, why don't you join us in prayer or something along those lines. We'll be back in a flash with the conclusion of my interview with TJ for another edition of Recovery Revealed. TJ's aptly named Facebook group, Sober Journey, reminds us that recovery is indeed a journey of a lifetime, not a destination. Though I firmly believe if the steps are worked as they are laid out in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we indeed recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, I also believe this recovery marks the beginning of a spiritual journey. This journey, at least for me, is marked by the act of seeking to understand how the God of my understanding works in my life and in me in order for me to become increasingly useful and willing to align my will with the spirit of the universe. A journey which can be defined as a passage or progress from one stage to another, from a spiritual perspective, continues for a lifetime as my understanding and conscious contact progresses incrementally as an act of homage to the recovery slogan, progress, not perfection. So brothers and sisters, take heart in the journey of spirituality in whatever form that takes place for you and worry not about achieving some spiritual destination as we connect spiritually more by seeking and not so much by finding. Now back to this conclusion of my interview with TJ Skeet of Sober Journey. I, it took me a while to grasp that concept. And I remember one of the RAs in treatment, what he, a way that he, and he eventually became my, uh, like a really good recovery friend of mine. Yeah. Um, about um, trying to find a higher power. Like for those that, you know, resist higher powers or um, not so much religion because it doesn't fit to this, but to find a power greater than yourself. He said, if you're struggling trying to find a power greater than yourself, walk out into the ocean and try and stop a wave. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know there's talks of that in the big book as well, but the way it was said to me made sense. Don't forget, the way we get the message out to those who still suffer is to give this podcast a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Yep. So I got down on my knees, and the second I hit my knees, tingles started going from my, yeah. my ankles all the way up, through my body, all the way up, came out my nose, came out my eyes, and I just started crying. <laughs> yeah. I just started, I, that, that right there is when I found my higher power. Because I knew what I was going down there to pray about. And it had nothing to do with addiction. It had nothing to do with whatever, whatever. It was just the reason and who I was going to talk to. And when I talked to whatever that person was or whoever that person was, that happened. I was convinced. Yeah. I was convinced. Yeah. Now, that's so not a, where... That's a, that's a real-life spiritual experience. hundred percent. Yeah. That's not where I was convinced that I you know, had to come to this understanding. That's where I was convinced that there is something 
bigger than you out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you felt it. Yeah. Oh, I I felt it. And I still feel it. And I haven't had that experience again. But that's all it took. That scared the shit out of me into believing. I remember really early in recovery, it was a very similar experience because I was in uh, I, I was in a lot of pain, emotional pain. Um, I had just gotten divorced. Um, I had two weeks to uh, find a place for me and my two kids to live. And um, I started praying because I didn't know what else to do. And my sponsor's like, just pray. I don't care if you, I just do it. Mm-hmm. To something, you don't have to call it anything. Yeah. Just pray, yeah. and I just started praying, and I just started praying, and I felt better. And uh, there's this part of the big book. It's called acceptance, um, <laughs> and you might be familiar. With oh that. yeah, I repeat it. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems, problems today. today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. And every time I said that, which was 150 times a day in the beginning, I felt better. Yeah. And nothing changed, meaning I was still homeless. I was still um, absolutely, there was no reason for me to feel okay. There wasn't any logical reason for me to feel okay, but I felt okay. Right. And that's God. Yeah. And as I've progressed in my recovery, God has revealed himself to me in different ways, right? And I still only know, I know this is radio, but I'm holding my fingers very, very close together. <laughs> that much. That much. About the God of my understanding. You have an inch and That's of right, an inch of understanding. Understanding right? of God. And you know what? It's more than enough. Yeah. It's more it's all, than enough. All you need is just that that 1%. Of willingness. 1%. Yep, just be willing to believe a power greater than yourself can help you. Yeah. And um, it took me a while to grasp that concept. And I remember one of the RAs in treatment, what he, a way that he, and he eventually became my, uh, like, a a really good recovery friend of mine. Yeah. about um, trying to find a higher power. Like for those that, you know, resist higher powers or um, not so much religion because it doesn't fit to this, but to find a power greater than yourself, he said, if you're struggling trying to find a power greater than yourself, walk out into the ocean and try and stop a wave. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I know there's talks of that in the big book as well, but the way it was said to me made sense and when that was said to me, that's when I didn't search for a higher power. It came to me as I just spoke on. Right. But that's a good way of, that's an easy way, in my opinion, of looking at it. Because you're not going to be able to stop a wave. Right. It's impossible. Right. Right. And I feel like, you know, for me and everybody's got, you know, in the big book talks about, you know, you've got your agnostic, you've got your uh, person who believes they already have their higher power. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, and then you've got... The which first, most don't. Which most don't, yeah. right? And, but back when the big book was written, that was a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. 99% of people were religious, and yep. you know they felt like they had God, so why do I need this? I yep. already have a higher power. But um, I hated God. I wanted nothing to do with God. God took my mom away when I was 11 years old. God yep. could go fuck himself, yep. as far as I was yep. concerned. Yep. And um, I expected to get struck by lightning every single day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so... And that invited that God-sized hole, though, mm-hmm. right? So then I tried to fill it with uh, alcohol and drugs and uh, and, and uh, women yep. and sex and money and whatever else I tried to fill that God-sized hole with. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. I tried to be my own higher power. That didn't work either, right? Yeah. Um, but as soon as I was humbled enough and I surrendered enough to be able to, you know, just entertain the idea that, you know, this could work, you know, I, I knew... TJ, what the alternative was. You know what I mean? Like, I literally thought, okay, I'm going to try like this, like my ass is on fire because I've got nothing else. But I know if it doesn't work, I know what drinking's like. Yep. I can always go back. Yep. I can do that. I know what that's like. I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. Um, so consequences are not. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to try want... this. I'm just going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to do what you do. Try. I'm get down on my knees. What's the worst that can happen? It no. works. Yeah, right. Or it doesn't, and you go back to your old life. Mm. And you go back to your old life. But, but I'll tell you what. Um, everything else failed. Alcohol failed. Women failed. Everything failed. I failed. You know who hasn't failed in almost 30 months? God. Yep. Not once. Not one time. That HP. It's amazing. Yep. It's amazing to me. Yep. And I can't explain it. I really can't. I can't. And I'm not even going to Why would I? There's only one thing in this world that's perfect. Bingo. Yeah. Your God. My yeah. God. Whatever that is. That, that, yeah. that, 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 that ultimate power. The understanding uh, that you have of something greater than yourself. And when I let him in, and the steps allowed me to do that, so I was able to clear away all those blockages, right? And I was able to get access to that higher power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and working through the steps for me really helped, you know, sort of clear away a lot of that stuff so that I could gain that access to my higher power and then be able to live in a way that uh, I keep that power in my life, right? So, um um, in sober journey, you're connecting, and you're um, and and you're taking that sort of connection, and you're and you're spreading that amongst uh, the people that you interface with. Mm-hmm. That's got to be pretty satisfying. And it's it's uh, it's it's satisfying and humbling. Yeah. Yeah. It's super humbling. Super 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 humbling. Like when somebody reaches out and says, "TJ, you help me." Right. Like like sober journey helped me get through X, Y, Z. Sober journey helped me through A, B, it's, C. It's unreal. It's unreal to think that like 13 months ago or not, not even because sober journey has been around since just the beginning of March. Right. This is where all this like all like of this, this year. Yeah, dude. Wow. We're only talking like that's great. What, three months. That's fantastic. Three months. Yeah. It's it, it's crazy to not crazy. It's it's fulfilling when somebody reaches out to me and 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 says that you know I was the reason that they stayed sober that day, or I was the reason that you know they they wanted to admit and they wanted to surrender or they wanted to become you know they wanted to get their story out. And there's like, God working through you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like. 
like with this podcast, you know, the God of my understanding is working through me because I'm allowing him to work through yeah. me because I'm doing the, the his will for me, mm-hmm. which is to be of maximum service. This is no, this is how I know how to do that. This is your service, yeah. Um, and other people do other things, right, um, that are amazing. Sober Journey and on and on. Some people are just the most amazing speakers, and they get up in front of a podium, and they can relate in a way that, you know, so we all have yeah. our stuff that really can change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's, that, that's divine intervention for me. God used me as a channel, right? It's not me that, you know, um, that got to you. It's God that got to me that got to you. Yep. Um, and it sounds like you can relate to that. I do. Like, yeah. Uh, there's nothing that makes me more grateful, and that must be make you feel like ha- that that humility and that gratitude. Like it's God, amazing. Thank, like thank you for just allowing me to, you know, be of service and to be able to just help one person. It, it, it's amazing. Like it, it's amazing. Like the the way that the way that sober journey was started was, and it just goes back to the conversation with Mark. Um, he helped me get it started, and we. We took probably about, I would say probably about a week to just figure out the focus that we wanted to, to go. And I wanted to help, I wanted to help people that were struggling to find themselves. Yeah. I wanted to find or help the newcomer. Yeah. I wanted to help the, the, the person that that's at one month or right. two months or, you know, one day, one day and just doesn't think that they can make it another 24 hours. Right. I want to be that person that can, that can lend them the support and share the tools and the hope and the hope, of course. Cause they look at you, right. And if they can relate to you and that, and they see that mm-hmm. hope and then they can believe that maybe they can then recover too. Yeah. Cause and we that's do, what this is about. We, we, we do, we, we do need, you know, the fellowship and, the, and and a fellowship of some sort to recover. Absolutely. To get our recovery and keep our recovery on track, to keep long-term sobriety. You've got you've to be able to reach out. Like, you don't want to be that asshole dry drunk that just sits there. And I know a bunch yeah. That, yeah. that sits there. It's no kind of life, brother. It's no kind it's of miserable. life. It's fucking miserable. Yeah. It's like, it's awful. miserable. Like, like why... Why did you get sober? Yeah, exactly. Did you get sober to just be an asshole still? Right, right, and hate yourself. Yeah. And, you know, hate the people around you. Sobriety has so much. It opens up so many doors. Yeah. It opens up doors to where you can go and do. It saves you money, first off. Yeah, that's true. To where you can take vacations. Think about the money. Like, the app that I have tells me how much money I've saved since I've been in sobriety. Yeah. I don't have my phone on me, otherwise I could tell you, but it's a lot of money. Right. I didn't see that money, but I didn't spend it. Saving that money or being able to save that money or seeing that you save that money can put you on a vacation. Take a vacation with your family and instead of sitting there drunk, drunk wa- on Father's right. drunk on Father's Day, watching the U.S. Open, saying that because it's Father's Day, I don't have to be a father. Right, right. That was me. Yeah, absolutely. And for from my perspective, even when I was um, quote connecting. I was always drunk, and you know, scientifically, it's proven that you can't connect on the same level drunk as you can sober, right? And that's borne out mm-hmm. to me in real life because yep. in sobriety, I've made connections and relationships that cannot be uh, that that I've never had before. Right. I mean, a genuine love for my brothers and sisters in recovery. We love, love you too, man. Oh. <laughs> um, 
Well, it's good be, to do this live, you, you too. Be, you made me blush. Yeah. I love you. And that love is absolutely 100% the um, epitome of this program. God is love. Yeah. You know, and so what I show love to you, mm-hmm. right? I understand it differently today than I understood it before. Oh, before, for sure. Yesterday, love was about how you made me feel about me. Right. Right? Yeah. Today, love is about what I can, what of myself I can give to you. Yep. Right? And because I gave of myself to you, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 a part of me is in you. Love is no longer a relationship word to me. Yeah, right. Right. It doesn't, it, love doesn't stick to a relationship or like a marriage or right. whatever. I, I Love is a way of life almost. Like I tell people I love them and I genuinely mean it. Yeah. People that I tell people that I love them that I've never met. Right. Right. And I genuinely mean it yeah. because I have this love and this compassion and this, this hope and this willingness and this, all these different words that I could use to describe the awesome people that are in recovery and how they've helped me or how I've helped them and how a per, as a person in quotations, long-term recovery, which I don't, I don't like that term, but it does sound very sort of, uh, why is clinical? it a year? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just because that person's 364 days and that oh, one's yeah, 365, right. they're two different people. Right. No, right. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's that's besides the fact. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you don't have a year, you you, you don't yeah. you don't have meaningful. You can recovery. wait till tomorrow until you're long term. Right. Um, but we have to help each other. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, unity. I agree. I if agree. you're not if you're not helping, if you're not being of service to someone else, you're not going to be able be able to be of service to yourself. And that service allows, you know, I found myself through the service of others, mm-hmm. honestly, right? Like, I completely got out of myself. And that was number one mission. Get out of me. Get yeah. out of me. Get out of me. It's about you. It's yep. about you. It's about you. This yep. podcast is about that. Everything I do is about that. And you know what? I found myself. Good. Because I, and I, and I don't even know how that works. Like, that's, those are those paradoxes yep. in recovery. That blow my fucking mind, TJ. Yeah, it's right, but I, but I was in absolute service of other people, and I found myself, and I found a purpose, and it's amazing. That's the hey, the pe- the like with all the newcomers that I talk to, and you know, I, with the whole Facebook thing, a lot of Facebook it doesn't deal with the twelve steps or, um, you know, doing various fellowships a lot of a lot of newcomers will come into it not knowing what they're doing which i well, that was me yeah that was me and they'll come and ask for help and they're not ready to hit such and such meeting or you know look going to a meeting can be scary it is scary it's what going to your very going to your first meeting was pro- going to my first meeting terrifying. was probably one of the most terrifying experiences of my life until i walked in the door mm-hmm. and i saw that this person is the same as me. Right. This person's the same right. as me. We're all just drunks. We're, just drunks We're drunks sitting in a room. You know, just and, and, and relating with each other. That's it. Yeah. The things that go on in the way you're able to connect in a meeting, uh, for me, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, is um, there's an authenticness there. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a vulnerability that exists inside that fellowship that cannot be duplicated. It just can't. Now, um, like you said in the beginning, maybe I went to the wrong AA meetings. Yep. You know, dude, there are those. Oh, right? yeah, there you know, are. you got to find your peeps, Yep. right? And once you find your tribe, 
Yes. You'll my home group is outstanding. Love my home group. Yeah. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Love my home group. And you wouldn't miss it for the world, right? Like, I, uh, Here's an example about missing it. Last week, I went to my home group. And I'm, I, 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 I'm the greeter. I greeted yeah. my home group. Awesome. Actually, I got to remember to text somebody because I'm not going to be there this week. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one I'm missing. So you got you to get somebody to fill your service commitment. I got somebody last week right. to, to add on to the greeting list. But um, I showed up two weeks ago, and, you know, I, I, Thursdays is usually the day that I do my grocery shopping for my daughter. Yeah. I didn't get that opportunity when I got out of work, and I was rushed, and I had to get to the meeting before or I had to I had to take care of getting stuff for the weekend for my daughter. Yeah. So knowing I have this 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 position, this job that I have to do for my home group, I have to keep my commitments. I went and I did my greeting, which I got there thirty minutes before the meeting started. Because that's what you have to do. Because that's what I had to do. Service commitment. Exactly. And I explained to them what happened and that I had to leave, but I was there for my job. Yeah. My commitment. My yeah. commitment is not going to the meeting. Right. That's a commitment that I make to myself. That's right. not a commitment to the Correct. others. Correct. The commitment to the to the group is me being there to say hello. Yeah. To put a hand out. And a to smile. Ask, and a smile. A smile and to ask people how their week was. Hey, welcome. To welcome them back. in yeah. to the group yeah. and to make them feel welcome if yeah. it's their first time. That's awesome. Or if they're struggling or That's whatever. That's awesome. That was what I had to do. That's awesome. So I left and I went and I took care of my daughter's stuff after. But that's what I had to do. I had to be there for that. Awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, that is a purpose that's greater than you, mm-hmm. right? That isn't about you. Right. That ain't about TJ. Yeah. Right? That's about you. That's about other people. That's old, about you being there for somebody old else. Me, old me would have been like, no, I can't go to the meeting tonight. Yeah. 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 I would have just oh, easy to rationalize totally that. pushed totally. it off. Totally, yeah. Blew it off, made excuses. And you could probably have slept at night doing it because yeah. you would have rationalized yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, because that's what we do. That's what we do. That's still, that's that's still in my addiction. My, oh, my addict. My addict brain jumbled. Yes, yes. Um, And, you know, I know how to relapse. Uh, I just have to stop praying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to stop calling my sponsor and I have to stop going to meetings. And then I'll relapse. I just know what that, I know how that works, right? Um, And my addict brain, I call him Chuck. And Chuck's an asshole. And Chuck, um, Chuck goes, you don't need to go to your meeting tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. You got a lot going on. And besides, you're almost 30 months sober. And I'm you, fine. And you did that, Charlie. You did that. You deserve, that's right. You deserve a night off. They'll be fine without you. That's Chuck. And Chuck is a fucker. And he will convince me if I don't go to a meeting and realize that the solution is still what I've been doing for the past 30 months, he'll convince me that I don't need to go. I didn't realize that Barry White had a Minnesota accent. <laughs> is that new? <laughs> it is. Okay. It is, yeah. Just you know checking what? on it, that. It, yeah, That's what happens when you retire up at the lake. It sounded like, you know, soulful, <laughs> soulful music, soulful radio music at midnight. <laughs> Next at the 5 o'clock And Chuck hour. does talk. You don't need to. And so Chuck's an asshole, and he's my addiction, and he'll convince me mm-hmm. that I, do, I, I don't need to go to meetings, right? right? And you I, can miss one. Yeah, it's not going to kill you. You can miss one. Yeah, just dude. like he's, you can have you only can one. Have just one. Yep. That's the same deal. Yep. Same exact yep. thing. So when I see that, when I, when I recognize that I'm starting to do the rationalization, right, and Chuck's starting to talk in my head, then I need to 
get my ass to a meeting. Mm-hmm. I just need to go. And no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. And I'm always, always, always glad I went. And I always hear something that I needed yeah. to hear. Yeah. You're... Always. What kind of meetings do you go to? Do you like a certain format? Yeah. So I go to a couple of different ones. I go to a big book meeting. Love my big book meeting. And then I go to a step uh, meeting. Then we just go right through the 12 steps mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, and then I go, so, and then I go to a, uh, it's, it's a topic meeting, but, uh, there's these little cards in a now and later tin, right? Interesting. And, yeah. And the cards have a, um, uh, a word on them. It could be like, um, honesty or, uh, humility, right? And then you look that up in the daily reflections and you read a piece uh, from the daily reflections and then you just share on it. Right, it could be hmm. powerlessness. It could be, you know, it, it, it's and each person picks a different card and shares on a different sort of recovery topic. That was actually a, that was actually a lesson that we did in treatment. That really? was it wasn't a, a now and later tin. It was a I think it was an old like cigar box or something, but it had a word on it, and everybody picked one, and you know it could be whatever. The, yeah. You always picked a word and you picked a quote. Yeah, that's very similar. Yeah. Yep. And you 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 spoke on how those two things related to you. related to you that day, because you're there for 28 days. You could pick the same one more than once. Right. But it's going to mean something different it tomorrow. Definitely will. Definitely so, will. That's that's. Uh, what kind of meetings do you go to? Well, I only I only religiously go to the one. Okay. I only go to my home I'm group. The same way, my home group. That's yeah. what I don't miss. Right. So, that's my main meeting, and it's just it's a it's a commitment meeting, and I don't. People call them different things elsewhere, but commitment meeting in New Hampshire, from what I know, is we send out X amount of people to another meeting, and that meeting sends out X amount of people to us, and we kind of share the love. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of that like before. Some of the ones that I've gone on, we will get usually around th- usually three people. Okay, and they'll, we'll send that are like we'll net new yeah. people that have never been there. Right, right, right. And you like, I'll go on a commitment and I'll go to another group. Say okay. it's in Elliott, Maine, cool. or in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Awesome. I probably just botched that, but and we'll tell our okay, story. It's in Massachusetts. To... I don't think you need to pronounce it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I have to fly into Boston. So, so we'll tell our story to a group of strangers, which is great. And but when they come to our meeting, which is every Thursday night in yeah. Dover, Dover, New Hampshire, at St. Thomas. Church, St. Thomas Episcopal Church. And what time is that? that. Seven thirty. So if you're in New Hampshire, swing by. Yeah, Dover, New Hampshire, Dova. Get let's Dova. get Soba and Dova. <laughs> uh, um, that 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 was that shouldn't have been funny. Okay, go ahead. That's my Snapchat right. name, by the way. With some numbers at the end of it, so you're not gonna somebody, find me. Because somebody else took that. Is that real life? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, continue. So uh, my meeting, we um. Basically, you, you sit there and you, you, you just tell your story and there's no discussion, you know, yeah. and we just listen and you yeah. relate. That's really and cool. it's great. That is really it. cool. It's just every day you hear something new. Or I'm going to have to, like, we're going to have to uh, do some insighting on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start a meeting in our, uh, there you in, go. In our area like do that it. because yeah. I really don't feel like there's anything like that. And this is sort of like. I think you do have one. I think you call it something different because I looked up some meetings before I came. That here. are like that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have to do some. We're yeah. going to have to do some insight. We'll do that over dinner. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> good. All right. So uh, if you have to tell the recovering alcoholic or the person that is still suffering, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, and um, they just are in that can't use, can't quit uh, spot, and it's a loneliness and a hell and a despair we all know too well, uh, what would you tell them? How? What does that mean? H-O-W. Honest, open, willing. Those three words will get you into recovery and get you started. So I have to be honest with myself about my... Honest with yourself, open with yourself, and willing with yourself. And if I have that ability to be honest, open-minded, and willing, then I've essentially taken that first step. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's an amazing... um, it's an amazing uh, program. Uh, you're, uh, I love the fact that you've got a home group. Do you have a sponsor? I do have a sponsor. Okay. Um, if you call them as much as I do, then that means it's like once a month, whether you need to or not. Because <laughs> the phone's a thousand pounds. Yep. You know, yep. we all have the a same. A lot of texting. Dude, yeah, we all have the same problem. Yep. We all have this the, picking up the thousand pound telephone. Yep. You yep. know, um, but that so, phone can save your life or somebody else's. Absolutely, can. make that phone call. And in fact, I it's not a texting world in recovery. It really is not. It's a phone. It's a phone. Reach out. Yep, and to have that face-to-face connection, yeah. right? And I'll tell you what, I've had sponsees call me that have saved my ass, mm-hmm. right? Um, and gotten me into a place where uh, it saved me from my own shit. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you're afraid to pick up that phone, know that you're probably doing as much or more for that person that you're calling as yep. they're doing for you. Yep. You know, I mean, it's help a me huge help you. deal. It is help you huge, help me. Help me. However you wanted to say it. You. Help you help me by it. picking up that phone. Sober Journey is the uh, Facebook group. Um, I highly recommend you uh, uh, take a, a peek at it. great stories. There's a story every Sunday, right? Alive. Every, every Sunday. Sunday. We, 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 we kind of skipped yesterday because of this, um, this, you were on an this vacation. I was on an airplane. Well, I was in an airport for 27 hours, but, or on what a journey, of- on a journey through airports for 27 hours <laughs> to get here to, to do this with you today. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. I yeah, be you should. Hey, yeah. pat yourself on the back, like buddy. A big deal. <laughs> like a really big deal. Now I'll get out of this deal and I'll get humbled because that's the way that goes. And that's we the way to. the God of my understanding yes. works is he finds ways to keep me humble. Mm-hmm. So don't you worry about it. I'll stay in check. Brother, I can't thank you enough yes. for doing this podcast thank interview. You. Thank you. You were nervous, by the way, that Still you am. wouldn't have enough to talk about. And we talked for dang near two hours. Are you kidding me? I'm not lying to you right wow. now. I am not lying to you. If you want to reach out to TJ, you can email the show at share at wayoutcast.com. I will absolutely 100% make sure my brother in recovery yep, yep. gets your message. Mm-hmm. And if you want to reach out to him directly at Sober Journey on Facebook, yep. uh, any other ways that they can get a hold of you, TJ, if they connected with your story and felt like, you know what, I identified with you and uh, I want to reach out, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, if you if you send me a private message through 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 Facebook, it can be on my personal or through the group. Um, my last name is Skeeth, S K E I T H. If you're struggling or you need some chat or you need anything, shoot me a, shoot me a private message. I'll um I'll I'll gladly give you my number and we can make a phone chat. We can talk. That's awesome. Thanks, TJ. Yes, sir. All right.
Thank you for being a part of The Way Out, where we share stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. Or drop your host a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. There you can also find links to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Garden. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, contact me at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety day will.